Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, freaks and geeks, thank you so much for stopping by on the Geek Galaxy video game show. I am blog runner for the Geek Galaxy blog, David Gable, and I'll be here to uh, kind of guide you through this uh, mystical journey that we got right now. It's not very mystical, it's just, it's video game, it's video game news. Alright, so basically, if you're new here, because I've only been doing this for four weeks, so you're probably new here. Um, basically, what I do with this show is I take the three biggest video game uh, providers in the world right now, and that's basically Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, so Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, um, and I run through the news stories that uh, were the biggest that they put out this week, and that kind of grabbed my eye, and I thought I'd just, and I'd take this opportunity to uh, share it with you fine, lovely people out there. Um, and so that'll be the first part of the show. After the break, I come back and I share with you an anticipated game that's upcoming that I'm really excited for. You know, they've got a lot of passion for. A lot of, a lot of, a passion for. And, um, and then I talk about a game, uh, Blast from the Past game, a game that I remember playing, um, that ha holds some significance to me in one way or another. It could be a good game. It could be a bad game. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. All that matters is that I talk about it and I fill up the time. Um, but no, <laughs> no, I'm obviously being sarcastic. Um, I basically started this venture to uh, practice my speaking skills a little bit. And uh, any comments or feedback at all is much appreciated. You can uh, find me on SoundCloud at uh, dgable64 um, under the Geek Galaxy name as we are right now. You can find me on iTunes at the Geek Galaxy Video Game Show or the Geek Galaxy Limited. You can leave a review. You can rate me. Um, you can also check out my blog at thegeekgalaxy.blogspot.com. Um, I just posted actually my review of Spectre up there right now, the film Spectre. I like the movie. Um, you can find out why. Um, not all, not everybody might like the movie, but I enjoyed the movie. And you can go read and why thegeekgalaxy.blogspot.com. Uh, speaking of the Geek Galaxy, we also have a Facebook page, or I also have a Facebook page. Um, if you like that Facebook page, you'll be able to see the updates of whenever I post anything new at all, because um, I try to get the word out there generally. Um, and yeah, really follow me on Instagram and Twitter at d at Dave Gable sixty four. Twitter and Instagram at DaveGable64 and uh, you will be able to see when I do something new and you'll be able to follow my life and hopefully we can be good friends um, because I don't have any friends. Okay, let's get on with the news, shall we, ladies and gentlemen? Shall we? Let's do it. Freaks and geeks. Yeah, that's what we do here for. All right, <clears throat> so we're going to start with Xbox news. So the first news that really caught my eye this week was that the Halo 5 update is bringing back Big Team Battle. So this is part of the uh, Battle of Shadow and Light update that just launched this week. Um, not only does it include Big Team Battle mode once more for multiplayer, it also includes four new 8v8 maps and 48 rec packs. Now, I think... I've not played Halo 5 yet. One of the biggest parts of Halo 5, however, has always been the multiplayer. It's surprising because, honestly, I... Halo shooters tend to be, Halo mechanics tend to be a little weird to me. I prefer like the Call of Duty Battlefield mechanics, but that's just a preference. So like it's impressive that a console that or a game that is only on one console has such a dedicated fan base, especially considering it's a shooter, you know? I mean, Sony doesn't have any they have Killzone, but that doesn't usually get a lot of love. Anyway, um so yeah, it's um great to see that uh there is this big um, function of a, of a multiplayer 
game that people really love and really clamor for. It's gla- it's gla- I'm glad that it's coming back for them. Because um, that only means good. It just means the team is listening to the fans. And I think, to a certain extent, that's important. Especially when it comes to gameplay. Um, because it's pretty unanimous. It's not like a movie or a story. It's not like, oh, I liked it because of this. Or it's like, oh, I hate it because of this. You know, gameplay is usually consistent throughout um, when it comes to the opinions of people. It's either good or it's bad. Um, and so is gameplay features to a, to a greater extent. So the fact that um, this big mode that everybody loves is coming back, um, it's good to see. Good to see. Um, so, yeah, I guess. All right. So, yeah, that's that's that story. Uh, next story. Uh, Zombie releases as a physical copy. This is now, okay, for those of you who don't know, Zombie is originally based off the game Zombie U, which was a Wii U launch title back in 2012. Um, didn't get a lot of success over there. In fact, I think it's one of the main reasons Ubisoft decided to part ways with Nintendo way back when. Um, and to that extent, however, though, uh, they have rebooted it. No, not rebooted it, pardon me. They have remade it. Or upgraded, I should say. Pardon me. They've upgraded it to the Xbox One, PC, and PS4 systems. And I know that's not generally Xbox, but I'll be honest. Xbox News was a light this week. Um, but the interesting thing about Zombie, um, it, it's coming to shelves in a physical release uh, on January 21st, 2016. I played Zombie. I can't say it. No, that's a lie. I played a demo of Zombie on the Wii U. It was okay. It was okay. I think, honestly, the game has a lot more functionality and a lot more practicality when you have the gameplay function. Because for those of you who don't know, the game functions where everything's happening in real time. You're carrying a pack with you, which is essentially your gamepad, and you have to keep reaching in for items into it and keep um, actively switching things out from your backpack because you can only hold, you only use a few things at a time, and it's also used to collect things. Um, that being said... Uh, Anyway, as I was saying, um, pardon me, hmm, weird night. Uh, the Wii U gamepad functioned while you were using it. Other things were still going around, so you could still be swarmed by a zombie horde at any moment, which was a really cool mechanic. And I thought it would only work on the Wii U, but apparently it's been successful enough that it's warranting a physical release for these uh, next-gen systems. It might very well be a cash grab, because people just didn't play it, because nobody, ha- nobody has a Wii U. Um, but... Maybe there's some merit to it. I know it got better reviews barely because it was on these next-gen consoles, but um, I don't remember anything saying it was anything saying it was like a revolutionary change. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see. All right, the last piece of news for Xbox because, like I said, it was a slow week. Not a lot happened. Um, microtransaction system returns for Forza Four. Oh boy, ladies and gentlemen, oh boy. Um, okay, so this mode is brought back into Forza Motorsport 6. Um, one of the things that can happen is players can disable this feature from appearing on their home screen. Uh, the feature is used to acquire cars and mod packs in exchange for real money. One of, what they're saying right now is 100 tokens is $1, and 20,000 tokens is $100. That's a... Jeez, I don't know. I don't know what to do here anymore. I thought Forza Motorsport 6. Well, I haven't played it, but I've I've seen enough of it, and I liked the structure that it originally had. It had a structure where you play, you gain experience, you gain those tokens, you can put that towards the game. Because that's how games are supposed to be. I'm tired of 
the adopting of this op- of this opportunity that microtransactions will get the company more money for lack of quality or lack of proper progression. It just annoys me. And it, I think a lot of it correlates also with the DLC plans that's going on right now with some like season passes. A lot of parallels could be drawn to the, ba- to the outrageous price of the Battlefront and Arkham Knight season passes, making them essentially $100, pardon me, $100, $110 games. It's, I don't know. I don't know. I can't really comment all that much because I never usually get swept up in the microtransactions. I hardly haven't, I hardly ever use microtransactions in any games. In fact, no, I don't think I ever have. So it's hard for me to be able to understand how appealing it is to people. Um, from a gamer perspective, it just seems kind of lazy. Like, if you want to put in the real time for the vehicles then, or the mods, then put in the real time. Don't try and cheat your way out of it. Because ultimately, I see it as just a cheat of an experience. You know, it's, it's like you're trying to get through the game rather than fully enjoy it. And I would just ask, why? Why does that need to happen? Why do you need to do that to yourself? You could be cheating on yourself at a really nice game. So that's my, that's my take on it. I mean, I don't know. Comment. You may tweet at me. You may leave it in the comments. If this video gets put up, it'd be nice if it did. But I don't know. Um, please share your thoughts and opinions because I'd love some feedback because right now it's just me talking. And I know I don't have all the answers, so I would love a little back and forth. All right, so moving on to PlayStation. Um, Sony confirmed that it is working on PS2 emulation for PS4. Uh, Speaking to Wired, Sony said, We are working on utilizing PS2 emulation technology to bring PS2 games forward to the current generation. We have nothing further to comment at this time. Now, this is an interesting story. Uh, Unlike Xbox, I never thought they were going to work on some emulation technology. This is pretty big news. Um, one, because the PS2 is highly often regarded as having one of the best video game libraries of that generation, which I think there's a... I think it, is, I think it does, to be honest. Um, if we're not counting Nintendo, just because I'm a bit of a Nintendo fanboy. Um, so this, this can only mean good. My only question is, why not just upgrade the games? I mean, because I don't know the industry. Is it easier to emulate, or is it easier to just upgrade them? You know, I mean... Texture cleaning might take a little longer, and character remodeling might be a bit of a pain in the butt, but it seems like that can be done a lot easier than having to map entire amounts of games to a new controlling system and to make it practical. Um, now, maybe the, the familiarity of the DualShock controllers through the ages will lend some uh, more ease to it than uh, perhaps a Wii U or an Xbox One would, but um, I don't know. I don't know, it just, I don't know. Uh, I'd rather, if you're going to do a PS2 game, to bring it to the PS4, I'd rather you upgrade it. That's just my personal opinion. Um, emulation, I can, I can go to the Wii U for emulation because those games are often low quality enough that you can't really do much with them anyway. Um, I always thought, especially PS2 games, you can definitely work on them. And we've seen that with evidence of like uh, the Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5 HD remixes. So, I mean, I don't know. That's just, I don't know, that's just my personal opinion. Uh, I just wish, because anybody can emulate, really, if you put in the time and the effort, and Sony, I would wish that they would put a little more effort into making it more appealing for this current generation. I don't know, that's just me. Um, share your thoughts. Again, I'd be happy to hear them. All right, next story. Bloodborne is receiving a 9 gigabyte patch before its release of DLC. That's a lot of gigabytes for a patch. 
don't you think so? Anyway, uh, as the story goes, this update includes a new covenant called the Revenant. I believe I'm saying that right. Uh, More NPCs to fight with and improved matchmaking adjustments um, in general. So, I mean, obviously, the old Hunters DLC that's coming out this upcoming week for Bloodborne. I think the 9GB patch just reveals to us that it's going to be huge. They're getting rid of all the bugs in the system. Although, to be honest, I didn't find that many bugs unless I was just purposely trying to find them. Um, when I did do my Bloodborne, however little I did of it, and I did a little of it, I'll be honest. Um, but, I don't know. Uh, when it comes to Bloodborne, it's one of the best games of this year, I think. That's what people are saying. Um, and I can respect that opinion. Um, it's definitely got the challenge there. It's definitely got the um, adrenaline there. It's definitely got the appeal there, the aesthetic appeal there. It's a very pretty-looking game, considering it's all about blood. But, um, yeah, 9 gigabytes, that's a lot. I hope you all are... Hope you all haven't used your PS4 storage yet. It's a lot. It's a lot, man. It's a lot. All right. Final PlayStation story of the week. Uh, Beyond Two Souls is coming to PS4 this week. Uh, The digital release is set to go on the 24th of November. So really, in by the time I'm recording this, three days. uh, With visual enhancements and fan-requested improvements in store. Now, a follow-up to this. The game Heavy Rain is coming on a digital release March 1st, 2016. And according to sources, they are providing the same uh, benefits during that. So this is great because these two games, I think Beyond Two Souls suffers a little bit because of its um, hype, but these two games were pretty massively um, shot and designed. Um, the stories were weak. And I, uh, story was weak, particularly for Beyond Two Souls. Not Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain is pretty intense and a pretty great game. But Beyond Two Souls, the story was a little weak there. It was a little off. Uh, so if anybody were to fix it, it and bring it to PS4, that'd be, I think, a benefit to everyone. I, I might actually... I, I don't know. I would buy it if I had a PS4, but I don't. So, But yeah, um, Beyond Two Souls, coming your way. All hail beyond two souls. I don't know about that. All right, so I got a few um, short stories from Nintendo as we move on to our Nintendo uh, section. I will just run through them real quick because, again, Nintendo doesn't really release much news unless it's a direct. All right, so first off, Nintendo of America has opened an eBay store. It is allowing customers to purchase non-factory refurb, new or factory refurbished games, systems, accessories, etc. directly, directly from Nintendo. Uh, the second story, a pearl white Nintendo 3DXX, 3DS XL may come to America. The Twitter user, at Nintendo Tweet, noticed that company PlayAsia lists the white XL on its American listing for releases. Third story, Nintendo wins a piracy court ruling. Uh, Nintendo successfully prosecuted a hardware distributor that enabled pirated games to play on its devices. And I want to read the entire article that I have here. There's a big statement here. All right, so here we go. The first, institu- the first instance tribunal of Milan found that the Italian importer of so-called circumvention devices like game copiers and mod chips enable piracy and referred two further queries based around whether or not Nintendo's use of security was proportionally justified to the Court of Justice of the European Union, or the CGEU. The court decided that circumvention devices were design- designed primarily to allow illegally pirated software and agreed that Nintendo... I agreed with Nintendo that its security measures were far and in line with Italian copyright law. 
Nintendo's pleased that the ruling is consistent with a long line of judicial precedents established at national courts in a number of member states, including Belgium, France, Germany, Netherlands, Spain, and the UK, Nintendo said in a statement. So that's that. Um, and then our fourth story, um, a modern colored 8-bit Mario is a Walmart exclusive. Um, this releases on November 27th, and it basically just swaps the palette from blue, brown overalls to blue overalls and uh, the skin tones and mustache change a little bit um, from the original 8-bit Mario Amiibo. Um, okay, so the biggest stories in here, um, Nintendo of America opening an eBay store. eBay store, that's great. Nintendo stuff is often hard to get um, anywhere below uh, uh, original factory price. So the fact that eBay, the fact that they're offering their stuff now on eBay at refurbished prices is pretty good. Uh, the Pro White 3DS XL coming to America, more products to put in the hands of the kids. Um, seems a little weird that they would try and push that though, considering that it seems like they're pulling out of mobile gaming if it's not associated with NX um, in the upcoming years. And that's mainly, you know, due to the fact that things like a freaking phone, um, Make are easier to make games for than a dedicated system, which is too bad because the 3DS is a pretty great system. I love my 3DS. Um, the Nintendo winning the piracy court ruling, um, that's great to hear, great to hear. I, I feel like Nintendo often finds itself down on its luck, a um, little bit kicked into the corner from the their two competitors, and why shouldn't they be? But um, seeing them win courts like this and just you know get a win for the little guy, that's great to see. I love to see it, um, and it just makes me fit, proud as a Nintendo fanboy. And then the uh, modern colored 8-bit Mario Amiibo being a Walmart exclusive. That is annoying. Um, I can speak from experience living in Germany. I appreciate it when I can find every single kind of product in one area. So like all my technology is all in one area. All the options are there. Um, all my food is in one area. All the, you know, um, house um, accessories and just uh, house maintenance tools are in one area. Um, so to see the fact that this is still going to be exclusivity and you're going to have to run around to find all these different Amiibos, I'm sure it's stressful to collectors. It'd be stressful to me um, if I was into that. But um, yeah, that's just kind of annoying just here. <sighs> and on that incredibly depressing note, we are going to take a break and I will return back with my upcoming anticipated games and my upcoming Blast from the Past game. I hope you all will stick around. Uh, be back in a minute, freaks and geeks. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, freaks and geeks, boys and girls of all ages. I did that wrong. I did that wrong. Welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, freaks and geeks of all ages to the Geek Galaxy video game show. After So we just got back from the break, and this is the segment where, I, as I told you, we talk about the my anticipated upcoming video game, a game that I'm really looking forward to that has yet to come out but has been announced and is being worked on. Um, and then I talk about a Blast from the Past game, a game that just kind of spoke to me out of nowhere, or a game that I was recently playing that I already finished and I was remembering how much I enjoyed it or hated it. Um, so yeah, that's that. So let's get right into this, shall we, ladies and gentlemen? Or I like to call you freaks and geeks, because that's what you all are. I mean, if you listen to me, you're probably a freak, or you're probably a geek. Um, one or the other, but that's okay. 
All right, so my anticipating upcoming game is actually Kingdom Hearts 3. Now, Kingdom Hearts 3, I got started in the series very, very late. I didn't start with Kingdom Hearts 1 or 2 on PS2 like most people did. I started on Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep for the PSP, which was a masterful game, masterful game. I, and since then, I've grown to try the other games in the series. I think Birth by Sleep was clearly the pl better place to start, seeing as a, how it modified the control scheme a little bit more of the RPG style, and it made it a lot more efficient to be able to fight in combat and just traverse the world. Um, but I love this series so much. I, I have four points I gotta make. I have four points. Five points I gotta make. Six points I gotta make. I don't know. I took notes. I got points I gotta make. All right. So, first point is I've lo I love this series. This series is amazing, and it's amazing for a couple reasons. So I guess this would be sub point. All right, but the main characters are essentially emotional linchpins. These characters have been around for now 10 years. And while they advertise it as a Final Fantasy cross-Disney kind of amalgamation of worlds and characters, um, this story develops its own characters for us to be able to follow and uh, share an experience with. And the story itself is actually really endearing. Um, it's, it's a little heavier than you might think. There's a lot of themes of darkness versus light and trying to make the right decisions, trying to forgive yourself from terrible atrocities that you've committed or bad choices you've made. It's very deep for something that is associated with Mickey Mouse and has Donald Duck running around being his goofy self with Goofy. Goofy the dog is running around while someone like Cloud Strife could ponder his existence. Oh, Cloud, I think, was only in Kingdom Hearts 2, which is kind of a waste. But anyway... Um, so yeah, the main characters are emotional linchpins, and the story has become so deep and just literally so expansive. It rivals that of Metal Gear Solid, but it's a little easier to keep up with this game because it's not as, I feel Kingdom Hearts is not as selective of its, um, audience in that you didn't need to start at the beginning to uh, immediately get hooked on it. You could start at any of the games, as long as it wasn't one of the DS titles, or the GBA titles, you could literally start at any point in the game and or any point in the series and probably get a really good feel for it and really enjoy the hell out of it. Um, which I think speaks to something in terms of the storytelling of the game, since the game relies so much on storytelling. Um, as I was saying before, um, this game is essentially a cross between Fire Emblem, not Fire Emblem, Final Fantasy and uh, Disney, Studios and it was a uh, it was fun. It was always a fun experience to like See a Final Fantasy character meet a Disney character for the first time now those moments were Pretty rare because the games focused more on the Disney worlds the Disney characters that you can meet rather than the Final Fantasy characters But there were some cool um, Characters you can see every now and then I think I remember birth by sleep in particular there was a kid named Josh, I don't know what Final Fantasy game he's from. He seems like he's from one of the older ones I think his name was Josh. Someone correct me on that if I'm wrong. If you play Birth by Sleep, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, and you know the character I'm talking about, the Final Fantasy character you run into in Hercules in Olympia, I think that was the place of the name? Greece, whatever, ancient Greece, uh, with Hercules. Um, if his name wasn't Josh, correct me, please. I thought it was Josh. Um, so that's, it's, it's really, um, a really, a really cool and unique experience to see because it doesn't always, it, it helps kind of uh, reel back in some of the weird contrast between the anime main characters and then the Disney-fied Disney characters. I don't know. I, li I, li I like it for that. Um, 
And I just think in HD quality, seeing these different worlds is going to be amazing. We know that the Tangled world is confirmed, and Tangled is a gorgeous movie. So to see that in HD in a video game is just going to be so good. Um, we know that Big Hero 6 world is coming. I haven't seen any footage of it, but San Francisco, I always felt in the Big Hero 6 movie, it was a little unshowcased at times, considering how beautiful you can really make it look. Um, I know what the story was going for, but I wish I saw more of San Francisco. So to be able to run around in that as... Sora is going to be awesome. Hopefully I can fly around with Baymax. That'd be cool. Um, so just a few examples of what's really going to make that game stand out, I think, on the next console. And I'm ready to see this story conclude. They say, Square Enix has said that this new game is going to conclude the, the uh, Kingdom Hearts series. Or at least this portion of the Kingdom Hearts series. So I'm interested to see how it ends and how they move forward. Hope it's not like a weird Assassin's Creed type deal. That would suck. All right, so my blast from the past game is Batman Arkham Origins. Batman Arkham Origins was a really good game. Um, the reason I talk about it today is because there is a um, Black, Black Friday sale, Black Friday digital sale on the Xbox Store. I downloaded the uh, season pass for this game because I didn't get it originally. Um, downloaded the season pass. I got the Cold Cold Hearts DLC storyline. Um, focusing on Mr. Freeze. And I'm just remembering how great this series is. I particularly played it during a rough life transition. Um, it was when I was moving from North Carolina to uh, Germany. And while I didn't particularly love North Carolina, I did really miss the people there. Um, I had some pretty good friends there, pretty great friends there. And to have to leave them was rough for me, rougher than it has, rougher than it's been before. So this game kind of helped me push through that a little bit. Uh, one of the things that I did love about it was the voice acting was phenomenal. These these voices were resonant. They were deep from every single character, not just from Batman, and not just from Black Mask, but from Killer Croc, from Deadshot, from Lady Shiva, from the Joker. All those voice acting was great, especially when it came to the Joker and Batman playing the younger versions of the Arkham of the Arkham Asylum and City characters that they were. Um, like especially, who was it? Troy Baker as Joker in Batman Arkham Origins, spot on. It was amazing to hear that performance throughout the game. And that was one of the best Jokers I've ever seen. Like, seriously. You could be right next to Mark Hamill in the Joker voice department. So good. So good. Um, the story was enticing, man. I thought I was just going to get an average run-of-the-mill story, but no, this, this story took twists and turns I was not expecting. And just because it's so good, I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Um... Don't worry about the story. It doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the growth of the Arkham series as a whole. It's like its own individual one-shot story where it kind of expands on Bath... Not even Batman's progression, but his emotions is really what this encapsulates because it's only two years after Batman has become Batman. So people like Alfred are still dealing with his newfound life. Even he's dealing with his new life a little bit. Um... So the story was really, really good. I was really glad to be able to be a part of that. Spoiler free. Um, the boss battles in this game were the best. The big hook of this game back in its marketing day was that Black Mask was hiring eight different assassins to come to Gotham and give Batman some hell. And these scenes, these fight scenes were amazing. They always gave him big showcases for these scenes. Like, uh, for example, uh, what was it? Uh, Copperhead, the poison assassin. There was an entire sequence where Batman had to run through this like drug-induced nightmare that he was having in order to be able to make it to the fighting stage. And that was 
pretty mesmerizing to walk through. I can also remember um, the Firefly fight. The Firefly fight, man. Um, the Firefly fight takes place on the Gotham main bridge in between the two areas of the map. And you basically run around that trying to avoid Firefly as he attacks you, but you're also supposed to attack him and bring him down at the same time. It's a very fast-paced, very fundamentally precise method of using the using Batman's gadgets rather than his combat skills. Which I think was a really good correlation because they all these villains were also very uniquely different. So where you had to use your gadgets to take down Firefly, you used your combat to beat the living hell out of Deathstroke, the Terminator. That was a really fun fighting scene too. These boss battles were some of the best boss battles I've ever seen. And I feel like that was basically an answer to all the Arkham games uh, boss battles because they weren't that great. Mr. Freeze was the one good one in Arkham City, and there was, wasn't much else beyond him. So to see that this game did it so well and just expanded upon that idea it was so fun to play. So fun to play. And as I said again, the gameplay is addictive. This, is, this was one of the f games to really master free-flow combat, where you basically just keep dodging all across your area and keep punching guys. I'm sorry, I'm a little sore. That's why I'm moving my arm so weird. You keep punching guys and you keep bashing their skulls in in order to keep a combo going. And with that combo, you can do more specific and more advanced um, movesets um, with simple pushes of the buttons combinations. So that gameplay was great to play and I loved every minute of it. Um, and then, as finally, as I said, yeah, the story-wise, this was one of the best adaptations of the DC Comics property. Batman usually always gets the best because he's probably their most bankable character at the moment. But I just loved being a part of the story. This entire gameplay experience was a pu pure joy to be a part of. Um, and I'll never forget it. I absolutely loved this game. And I, I would highly recommend it. Even if you don't get the season pass, just play the game. Rent the game or something. Borrow it from a friend. You just I would ask, even if you are a Batman fan, you need to play this game. No matter if Rocksteady didn't make it. Rocksteady Studios, the main Arkham Kings, did not make this game. But you're going to enjoy the living hell out of it if you're a Batman fan. And that's my case. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, freaks and geeks, that is it for today. I want to thank you all so, so, so much for stopping by and listening to me talk about video games as my voice gets continuously... Uh, or as my, my voice gets progressively sore because I didn't get any water because I'm an idiot. Um, just a little final housekeeping. Uh, you can subscribe to the channel, YouTube channel, at the Geek Galaxy Limited. That's T-H-E-G-E-E-G. -E -E no, shoot. I'm not, forget that. The Geek Galaxy LTD. That's where you'll find me. Um, subscribe to the channel. Share the channel. We'll like the video, comment on the video. It all brings, it all gives me more awareness, and it gives me where people are at, what, what kind of content people want to see. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram at DaveGable64. There, I will always post when I'm doing something new or when something is updated. Uh, feel free to check it out at, on your behalf, um, on your own terms. Uh, you can follow, you can like the Facebook page, the Geek Galaxy Facebook page. Just look us up. Um, you can see our logo. It is it is black black drop with red green and blue zigzags going everywhere and then the name you can uh, look us up there. Uh, that I will also post all the update. Also post every update that I have up there as well, uh, from the blog post to the podcast updates to all that all that good jazz. 
um, for you to see and for you to enjoy and for you to love. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else? What else? What else? Um, check out the blog, thegeekgalaxy.blogspot.com. I have 23 posts up there right now. You can check them all out, even if you've read these reviews. It's sometimes nice, I think, to get different perspectives. I tried to do that. So, you know, even if you've seen the movies, maybe check it out, see what I thought about them, uh, and compare your opinions, you yeah, know, because that's always fun. Uh, you can comment, you can share, um, and you can find us on Gmail. Uh, not Gmail, pardon me. But if you do want to contact us, uh, the Geek Galaxy limited at gmail.com that is the geek galaxy ltd at gmail.com for business inquiries um or if you just want to send me a nice letter you can do that too all right ladies and gentlemen well i think that's it i want to as i said again i want to thank you all so much for stopping by i hope you enjoyed it um can leave if i get this video up you will be able to comment on it and you'll be able to tell me what i did wrong or what i did right what you liked about it what you didn't like about it um (laughs) So yeah, I won't drag this video out too much longer, or I won't drag this audio podcast out too much longer. I am going to say right now, live long and prosper, and see you in the stars, and may the force be with you, and yeehaw, ride em, cowboy, and hi-ho, silver, away. And I don't know what else. Bye bye bye